Welcome to Zion Hill, where we make our world a better place. Zion Hill Church family, making our world a better place. shipping with us on today. Until next time, we'll see you at the top. Minister Destin Harris, we welcome you to our eight o'clock worship service this morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you have made, Lord God, for us. Lord, it is a blessing, Lord, to be in the house of the Lord. And so, Lord, we thank you again, Father God. We don't take this lightly, Lord God. And Lord, we bless your holy name upon today. Lord, we ask you to prepare our hearts, Lord God, to worship, Lord, to receive your word, Lord God, to give, Lord God. And Lord, we so forever grateful to you, Lord, you give us the opportunities, Lord God. And Lord, we bless your name. And Lord, we ask you to bless the man of God, Lord God, as he come and give the word of God, Father God, that you bless from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, Lord, bless his mouth, Lord God, what's in him, Lord, the spirit of the Lord that's in him, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the fire of the Holy Ghost, Lord God. And Lord, we give you all praise and all glory upon today. That God, we pray that we're able to glorify the name of Jesus. That men may say, women may say, what can I do? What do I have to do to be saved? And Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we be careful to give you all the praise, Lord, and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's stand on our feet this morning. We want to give God praise. Hallelujah. As we celebrate this healing Sunday and thank him for sending his son, Jesus, who shed his blood for us. Clap your hands like this, everybody. Help us sing. Say, oh, the blood, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. Help us sing it today. See all the blood. It washes white as snow. Everybody sing. All the blood. All the blood of Jesus. See all the blood of Jesus. What does it do, y'all? It washes white as if you know there's power, say there is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood. Yeah, say there is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. 
There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood. Come on, say, yeah, I know it was the blood. I know it was. I know it was for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood. Yeah, I know it was the blood. I know it was. I know it was for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross, and I know it was. Oh, the blood came streaming down. The blood came streaming. The blood came streaming down for me. One day when I was lost, He died upon the cross, and I know it was. Oh, the blood came streaming down. The blood came streaming. The blood came streaming down. One day when I was lost, Jesus died, and I know it was. Now everybody glorify the name. Glorify His name. Glorify His name. Glorify His name. That's a wonderful name, name of Jesus. That's a wonderful name, that's a wonderful name of Jesus. That's no other name. Oh, that's a wonderful name of Jesus. Yeah, that's a wonderful name. Blessed and wonderful name of Jesus. No other name. Come on, everybody. Glorify. Glorify. Glorify his name. Glorify. Glorify his name. Glorify. Blessed and wonderful name. There's no other name that's higher. Bless that wonderful name. Yeah. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name. One more time, everybody. Say glorify his name. Glorify. Glorify his name. Glorify. Glorify his name. And a wonderful name of Jesus. Yeah. Blessed and a wonderful name. Blessed and a wonderful name of Jesus. Say no other name. No other name I know.
an offering. Oh, you can get more excited than that. <laughs> it's tithes and offering time. Praise the Lord. And this is a place of worship too. This opportunity is for me and you. Praise the Lord. It's beneficial to me and you. Praise the Lord. Let me just bring your remembrance to a scripture that talks about our former days should be better 
our latter days should be better than our former days. Let's get that right. All right. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> our latter days should be better than our former days. And you probably say, what they have to do with tithing? This basic principle, because your latter day is supposed to be the better times of your life than your former days. The things you suffered in your former days, you should not suffer in your latter days. So if you suffer in your finances in your former days, you should not suffer this in your latter days. If you suffered in your sickness in your former days, it should get better in your latter days. That means that you should be balling in the latter part of your days. But this one principle, this one principle can deter that. It's what you do and don't do with this one principle. I can't tell you how serious and how important it really is. Because the Bible called the times holy. I work at the fire department, believe me, and I see a lot of different things. We go in a lot of people's houses unexpectedly. They never know we're going to be there. All right? We're not planning to come. It's an emergency. And what I see and what the Holy Ghost had me to see is a lot of people suffering in a latter part of their lives. And some other things I do entrepreneur wise and I get the chance to talk to people and I see people suffering in the latter part of their lives when they should be thriving in the latter part. But this one principle that we ignore it's going to determine the latter part of your life. This one thing, if we as believers can adhere to it, obey the word of God, it's important. I know it's hard to see it, hard to put your hands up on it. Why do it work and do it not work? I am a witness. I'm telling you as my testimony, my personal experience with tithing and offering, it works. And nobody can deter me from doing it. It works. Yes, you will suffer when you do it because it's going to be a test of your faith. But if you can work through the times when you're able to give in tears, the Bible will say, you will reap in joy. It'll be a season of your time and guess what? You're going to question do this ties and often work. But if you can give through that time by faith, believe me, one day you're going to wake up and say, my Lord, things will start happening. Get a spirit of giving. I had a young lady the other day. She was telling me about her ministry. She didn't ask me for anything. She was sharing with me about a ministry. And the Holy Ghost told me to just give her $100. So I made the second time, and Lord, you got to tell me that again. Let me hear again. <laughs> so the Holy Ghost understands that the benefit is more blessed to give than to receive. The Holy Ghost understands the principle of giving. So I obeyed the Holy Ghost versus my flesh. Because the flesh is going to tell you no. Flesh will find excuses not to give. 
then to give. So I decided to obey God. Not even 24 hours. Listen, people of God. I was blessed with $1,100. Listen to me. Less than 24 hours. This God. I, don't, I can't tell you. I can't explain everything to you about tithing offering. But this one thing is the word of God is true. If you want the latter part of your life to be better than your former, obey God in this. And I promise you, he will. And our views that's viewing us online, it works. This is good grounds. There was a time in my life I was suffering. Couldn't question. Even when I was obeying the word of God. <laughs> and I questioned God. I almost doubted him. But I kept pressing on. I kept giving. I kept believing. And I kept reminding. When you obey God in this area of your life, it gives you the right to keep God in remembrance of his word. The Bible says, come boldly unto the throne of grace in the time of need. See, when you're in disobedience, what happens is you come timid. But when you're in obedience, you come boldly unto the throne of grace because you know what you've been doing. God had to open the doors for you. He had to open the windows of heaven and pour the blessing you don't have. Believe me, it works, people. You don't want to suffer all your life and then you got to suffer in the latter part of your life? The devil is a liar. It's not God's will. He said, I wish above all. Listen to what he's saying. He wish above all that you prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prosper. So why are we suffering in our latter parts of our life? But the one thing about tithes is not only for the latter part, it's for your now too. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We continue to, let's pray. Lord, we give you all praise and all glory for your word. We bless your name, Lord God. Even though, Lord, we fall short of your glory of God, we ask you to have mercy upon us. And we all have come short in this areas of tithing offering but Lord I pray and hope someone decide today to commit to you Lord God Lord I pray that you meet them right where they at God you show them your glory bless them Lord God that they may see that it works increase their faith Father God and Lord we thank you that God you wish above all that we prosper and be in good health we're so grateful unto you, Lord God. We bless your word, Lord. Your word is holy unto us. Your word is set apart for the benefit of your people. And so, Lord, we be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Let me say thank you to all of our people that helped with our family and friends day. What a blessing. I was quite moved and touched by all the volunteers. The prayer meeting on Friday was awesome. And amen. That's right. And our movie show was awesome. Thank you for helping us to, to have fun. Then on Saturday, we came for this 5K run, and I had nothing but good reports. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. And our Sunday worship experience was also very good. And those of you that missed the breakfast, you missed a treat. And it was so beautifully done, we had time to fellowship, good food. Will you help me thank God for all those blessings? Amen. It is truly, truly a blessing. And we want to say thank you to those of you in the planning committee. If you serve in any capacity during that celebration, will you please stand? We just want to see you and we want to say thank you for your volunteering and amen. We love you. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. It was really beautiful to see how everything worked together for good. May God continue to bless you is our prayer. Aren't you all glad for our choir this morning? Amen. You are looking good there. You outshine the preacher this morning. That's all right. I will find a way to step it up again. <laughs> Let's keep serving the Lord. He pays. Amen. Open your Bible to the book of St. John, chapter 19. We're going to look at verse number 30. John 19, 30. If you're able to, I encourage you to please stand in reference to the word of God. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 19, and verse number 30. Very familiar statement in the word of God. The Bible says, when Jesus Christ therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. I can stop there and preach. And he bowed down his head and gave up the ghost. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending him to this world 
to die for our sins. We thank you for his death, burial, and resurrection. And because he lives, today we can face tomorrow. Thank you for forgiving us our sins. Thank you for redeeming us back to God. And thank you for the reconciliation between God and man. We are so grateful that we don't have to worry about going to hell no more. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Wherever the devil is still raising its ugly head, we pray, oh God, that will be done in our lives. We lift up everyone that is under the weather. We lift up everyone that is sick. Let your healing virtue fall fresh upon this congregation. Father, we come against untimely death in our congregation. We come against any sickness that is lingering for too long. We come against any form of disease, infirmity that is not responding to medication. Lord, we decree and declare healing in this congregation. The Bible says you send your word and heal the people. Today we ask you to send your word in our midst this morning. Let the preaching, the proclamation of your word, let it be inspirational, let it be convicting, let it bring changes in our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will use your servant to be a channel of blessing to somebody today. I thank you for healing that is taking place. I thank you that souls will be saved. I thank you, O oh God, that lives will be changed. I thank you, O oh God, that there will be a turnaround in our lives for the better. Bless the preaching and the teaching of your word in Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. By permission of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be speaking on a very simple subject that says, never, never give up. This is a word for someone. I don't know if it's for you. I hear the Lord say in my spirit, tell God's people, never, never give up. In the passage I read to your hearing this morning, please take note, the key word there is finish. The Bible said concerning Jesus Christ that he came to this planet, he fulfilled his assignment, and he finished it. So when you see Jesus declaring on the cross that it is finished, please keep in mind two things. 
Number one, the assignment that God gave him, he finished it. Number two, you need to know also that nobody finished anything without going through a process. We thank God that he did not leave his work incomplete. But we thank God also that he endured the cross. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He went through the process. If you notice, during his lifetime, when we talk about process, he had to deal with trials. He had to deal with temptations. Trials to fall. Trials to abandon his mission on earth. Temptation to simply give up. Temptation to quit. If you don't believe me, remember when he was confronted in the wilderness. He was fasting, but the devil offered him all kinds of things. He said, bow down. He said, I will make you king of this whole world. He said, because I rule the world. He said, Adam gave it to me. He, he challenged Jesus Christ to worship him. He said, command the stones to be made bread. He was looking for ways to mess them up. But if you recall, Jesus never gave in. Again, you see him in the Garden of Gethsemane. I don't want you to just receive the communion today. Please understand that Jesus went through the process. In the Garden, he was not only praying... But there were tears like blood falling from his eyes. It was so bad, Jesus said, look, is there a way that we can walk around this? That's temptation, you know. Is there a way I don't have to take this? But you remember at the end of the day, he said, not my will. But thy will be done. Again, you see him when he was carrying the cross. There was a street called De La Rosa. Some of you went to Israel. You may have remembered that. That's the very same street that Jesus was carrying his cross. The Bible recalled that it was a painful experience. He was tired. And while he was tired, he was also beaten. And there were times in that journey, because they were leading him to Golgotha, and they were punishing him along the way. He got tired. 
he felt like just giving up. The Bible recalls there were times he collapsed. Thank God for a black man. Many of you often allowed the world to brainwash you, thinking the Bible is not for black people. But it was a black man that helped Jesus to carry the cross when Jesus was tired. Again, I say thank God for the black man. The word of God is full of references of the influence of the black race in this thing called Christian religion. He never gave up. He picked up his cross again and he traveled, he carried it until he got to Golgotha where he was crucified. My point to you is that there were many opportunity for him to drop the ball, to say I quit, to say I can't handle it anymore. Even things got so bad when he was on the cross, the Bible said he cried out again. He said, why? Dad, I know you got the power. Why are you forsaking me? But again, he never gave up. He never quit, even on the cross. My concern today, ladies and gentlemen, is that we're living in a world where people start things, but they don't finish. If you notice, it's easy in our world today to give up. It is very easy to throw the towel and say, okay, I can't take it anymore. Even many people in there giving up, they walk away from their miracles. Some in there giving up, they take their own life. There are many people who are going to school, but they would rather get the grade called incomplete. Because when the going get tough, they basically say, I'm out. These are people that you cannot count on. You'd be amazed if you have many people who are Christian today, you cannot get them to stick it out or to wait on the Lord, or to stand still, knowing that he is God. The Bible talks about preservation, endurance, but many Christians simply give up. Some people will even go to school nowadays. I happen to know this because I'm in the school system. Instead of going in and putting in the time, they will audit the course. When you go to college and you audit a course, you're simply saying, give me the information, 
but I don't want any responsibility. Many of you parents, you send your kids to school and you're telling everybody, my child is in college. But you don't know that many of the courses that he or she is taking is simply an audit. When you are auditing a course, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to do any homework. You don't have to take any exam. Please don't get me wrong. It's okay to audit a course in school. I'm not talking against audit. But in Christian life, you cannot audit the call of God for your life. Ladies and gentlemen, some people come to, to the church house. They come to hear the word, to get the information. They come to be inspired, but they have no plan to obey what does says the Lord. They just come to feel good and to be inspired, but they had no desire whatsoever, no plan to do the will of God. Please take note, when you audit a course in college, you get no credit for it. You're just coming, but you get zero credit. Why? Because you did not put in what is required for the course. So we just marked you present, and that's about it. You know what I'm trying to tell you based on my experience in the school system? Faith in God requires work. Your faith is no faith. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. I don't care what area you're serving because you enjoy what you're doing. Your faith is no faith until it's activated. Your faith is no faith until you put it to work. The Bible says faith without work is dead. So today I want to talk to somebody who feel like giving up. My assignment is to talk to someone who feel like throwing the towel. This Christian journey requires commitment. Some songwriters say, I promise him that I will serve him how long? Until I die. But there are many people, the Holy Spirit is revealing to me, they are on the verge of giving up. Some are giving up their dreams. You thought you could do it. You were willing to do it. But now you saw clearly there's no way this will come to pass. You're trying to give up. Some people, it's their ministry. 
You've been putting in the time, no matter how hard, but you notice there's no growth going on. So you felt like giving up. There are some people who are giving up on their own marriage. You put in the time, you prayed about it, you tried and you tried and you tried, but things still looking bad. And in your spirit, you're giving up. You'll be surprised people will even give up on their own children. You say, brother pastor, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I believe, like the Bible said, but I'm not seeing any progress. Now you find yourself giving up. Some people even giving up because of addiction they have to deal with. You fought that addiction. You prayed about being free. You tried to be free. You rededicate your life over and over again. And yet, no luck. You find yourself trying to give up. Please let me remind you again that Jesus did not give up. Don't just come today receiving some juice, some crackers, and say you're doing it in remembrance of Jesus. Remember also that Jesus finished his assignment. Jesus endured the cross. Every challenge that came along the way, he stood his ground. He never gave up. Some of you are giving up even in your prayer life. You prayed about something. You believe in God for something. And you prayed and you prayed and you prayed about it. But yet, it looked like the answer is far away. So in the process, you stop praying. You're giving up. Some people are even giving up on life. You put in so many years of hard work. But now you felt like you've been left behind. And maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You see your classmates moving ahead. You see your neighbors doing well. But the more you try, the more it looks like nothing is happening. Let me remind you again what thus says the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. The Bible says, cast not away your confidence. Make sure it's in your Bible. The Bible says, the reason why I don't want you to give up is because your confidence has great recompense of reward. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, don't throw away your confidence. Never, never give up. 
continue to hang on to the promise of God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36, the next verse says, here's what is going on. You need to know what you need is what? Make sure that's in your Bible. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But whatever you're facing this morning, as you receive the Holy Communion, I hear God say, what you need is patience. Patience means perseverance. And the Bible continues to say, after you've done the will of God, you will receive. I don't know about you, that keeps me going. Because I know my miracle is just a matter of time. My healing in my body is just a matter of time. The deliverance that I need over every attack of the enemy in my life is just a matter of time. All I need, God said, be patient. In other words, keep on keeping on. What you need is to keep on trusting God. What you need is to keep on believing. In my studies, I discovered a lady by the name Angela Duckworth, in case you want to Google her. This is a woman who studied in one of the highest universities in the world. She went to Harvard and she went to Oxford. And then what she started to research is very simple. She wants to know what is it that makes successful people succeed? What is so special about these people? And what she discovered shocked her. Ladies and gentlemen, she discovered it's not your IQ. Intelligent quotient. In other words, you can be very smart and still turn out to be a failure. What she did discover that the secret to great success in life is your AQ. What is AQ? Adversity quotient. What she discovered, she's not even a Christian. She's just a scientist studying. When you go to school, many of you have done it. Before you get your master's degree, they make you write thesis. Before you become a doctor, you, you are required to specialize and do a research in an area. And what she's discovering about success story. Successful people is not how, how smart they are, it's how much adversity they can go through. So the Bible is preparing you and me for great success when the Bible says, never, never give up. It's not just for your own Christian experience. And Jesus Christ is our perfect example. 
he was a great success. And the secret of his success is his willingness to go through the process of becoming successful. His willingness to go through adversity. If you ever understand this thing about Jesus Christ, you will think twice before you walk out. Let me show you an example. In the book of Joshua, God always teaches us about principles that will make you a giant in Christian faith. Many of you remember the story in Joshua 6, beginning from verse 1. The Bible talks about Jericho. They said the gates were tightly shut. The city was fortified. No one can come in and no one can go out. Then Joshua chapter 6 verse 2 says, even with all those challenges of the walls being high, the gates being shut in and out, God said, I've given you the city. My brothers, my sisters in life, every one of you under the sound of my voice, God has given you something. The walls may be high in front of you. The doors may be closed. But if God said, I give it to you, no devil can stop you. Notice the instruction he gave to them. He said, march around the city once in a day for six days. And he said, while you're marching, keep your mouth shut. There's a reason I wish I have time. Because God knows your mouth can mess up your miracle. You find yourself whining and complaining. Oh, why is it so cold out here? Oh, I don't believe this is going to come to pass. Oh, I'm getting tired now. We all have the tendency to open our mouth to say something stupid. So God told them, all I ask you to do is march around the city. And for God's sake, shut your mouth. But notice the people. Every day, you can imagine your mind is telling you this is stupid. Some of you will even have the audacity to ask the preacher, Pastor, are you sure you heard from God? Why are you asking me, sister? This just don't make sense. But God says, shut your mouth. Then God said on the seventh day, now I want you to march seven times. Then God told the priest, he put seven priests in front of them with a ram's horn. Then he said, after they have marched seven times, blow the horn. And then I want everybody to give God a loud shout. Can we practice that for just one second? 
can somebody just give God the glory for a few seconds? Just open your mouth. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The victory is won. The miracle is coming to pass. That healing is taking place right now. Yes to your will. Yes to your will. Yes to your call. And the Bible said, when the people begin to shout, what happens to the walls? The walls come coming down. I don't know what wall is standing in front of you today, but in the precious name of Jesus, every wall in your life, every wall in my life is coming down right now. Open your mouth, shout hallelujah. Open your mouth, shout hallelujah. Open your mouth, give God a loud hallelujah. It is so in Jesus' name. So I must ask you the question then. Why then do people give up? Why do people who profess to be Christians, why do we give up? I will submit to you, it's a good question, especially when God has promised, I've given you the miracle. I've given you your Jericho. But then why are we still giving up? I will submit to you, the reason why people give up is because sometimes after you receive the promise of God, you run into a brick wall. I've been there. I can testify. Sometimes you know you're knowing. God said it. God made you the promise. You heard him loud and clear. But all of a sudden, as you're marching to your promised land, you see a big wall in front of you. It's like when you have a big vision. You hear clearly from God. But then you look around, there is no provision. What do you do? When God said, I've given you the land. I've given you Jericho. The city is yours. And yet there's a big wall in front of you. You had hope. You had expectation. You were excited about what God's going to do. But now you have to deal with anguish. Sometimes you have to deal with torment. Sometimes you have to deal with rejection. Let me suggest to you, the only way to get through any trouble, you got to work your way out. Quitting is not an option. That's why the songwriter say, I am on the battlefield for my Lord. You got to be committed to fight the good fight of faith. You got to be committed to lay hold of eternal life. Everything God has promised you. It doesn't matter if you are Noah and people are laughing at you. 
But because you've heard from God, you've got to stick to what God said. There are two things you can do when you're facing a wall. There are two things you can do. One of two things. Ladies and gentlemen, those troubles in our life, it either will make you better or it will make you bitter. So you have to ask yourself, whatever you're facing right now, are you allowing it to make you bitter instead of making you better? You've got to go through the hard part to, go to get to the good part. If you see anybody that has a true testimony, they've been through some hard part before they get to the good part. There are no coincidences in life. You have to be willing to go through the valley knowing that God is with you. The book of John chapter 16 verse 33 says, in this world you will have tribulations. So God already made it clear to you and me there's no free ride. In this planet that you and I are, we're going to go through something. But the Bible says, but guess what? I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. I don't know what giant you're facing right now. I don't know how tall is the wall in front of you. But the fuel that should keep you going and not giving up is knowing in your knowing that Jesus has promised you he has overcome the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what the haters say. God's word will manifest in your life. Open your mouth, shout amen. So, but the process is necessary. That process is what keeps you humble. That process is what lets you know if it has not been for the Lord on your side, you wouldn't have made it. Apostle Paul put it this way to his son in the Lord. And I'm speaking to some of my sons, some of my daughters in the Lord, some who are here. But bless God, I've been blessed. There's so many sons and daughters out there. Total strangers that I will run into from time to time. And they will say thank you. Yesterday I was in Winsboro. I was amazed how many people say, I never miss the word of God from you. Thank you. I am your daughter. I am your son. And I've never met them before. We were somewhere in Mississippi. I ran into people. I don't even know where we were. It was in the middle of nowhere. But I knew I got some deacons with me. So I know I'm all right. Deacon Borrell was standing there by me. Deacon Boriga was standing there by me. I said, 
I don't know where we are. I don't know how we got here or how we're going to get out of here. Dickie McClendon was standing there. I said, everything be all right. But we are meeting total strangers. They say, thank you. I never thought I would miss you in person. So my assignment today is to speak to sons and daughters. Those who are in the house. Those who are outside the house. Just like Paul was speaking to his son in the Lord, Timothy. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 7. You know what Paul wrote? He said to young Timothy, he said, I have fought a good fight. I want to encourage somebody today. In your life, in your career, on your job, in your family life, fight you a good fight. Winners don't quit. And guess what else? Quitters don't win. Amen, somebody. Paul is saying to his son, Timothy, he said, being me is not easy. I have fought a good fight, baby. It's been rough. Yesterday, I had to gather with all my children. They just want to celebrate me for birthday. And they said, Daddy, do you have a word for us? Guess what I told them? I fought a good fight. It doesn't come easy. You don't give up in the middle of the fight. You got to make up your mind. You have a dream. You have a vision. God has spoken to you. Keep on marching. Don't let no distraction get in the way. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I fought a hell of a fight. You know the word of the Lord for somebody today? Never, never give up. If Jesus went to that cross, one songwriter said, he never said a mumbling word. He just kept marching. He was focused. He fought a good fight. Look at somebody next to you, tell him or her, and say, I fought a good fight. I don't know about you. I fought my way up. I fought to get up every morning to go to work. I fought to get on my knees. I fought to stand for what is right. I fought to carry on every day of the life. Was it easy? No. But if you will keep marching, the Lord will see you through. I fought to love people. I fought to live. I fought to get out of, of my bed every day. Sometimes I don't feel like going. Sometimes my body says we are not going today. But you got to fight a good fight. Do I have a witness in the house? I have to fight my own fears. I have to fight my own doubts. 
I have to fight my own anxiety. Children say, Daddy, tell us, what is the secret? I fought a good fight. I fought with haters. I fought with liars. I fought with backbiters. I fought with betrayers. I fought with player haters. Fight a good fight. If you fall, then get up again. The Bible says, encourage yourself in the Lord. Pick yourself up. I say, don't be fooled. I tell people all the time, don't be fooled by the glory. There's a story behind the glory. It's never been easy. But if God be for you, sometimes I even fight family members. Sometimes I have to fight some friends. Sometimes I have to fight some co-workers. Many times I lay in my bed. I couldn't sleep because I'm still fighting. Paul said to Timothy, I fought me a good fight. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have not seen it. You see the miracles. You see the healings. You see the fame. But behind all that, there was a serious fight going on. You got to lay hold of eternal life. You got to lay hold of that which God has promised you. It belongs to you. If he says, Jericho, I've given it to you, bite on it. Don't let the devil rob you of your blessing. Paul said, not only did I fight a good fight, I kept the faith. If you hear a word from me today, God sent me to tell you, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. I lost a lot of things, but I kept the faith. Are you listening to me? I lost a lot of friends, but I kept the faith. I lost a lot of money, but I kept the faith. I lost a lot of strength, but I kept the faith. If you keep the faith, your faith will keep you. This is not a time to give up. Never, never give up. If you're trying to run a business, keep at it. Even when things go down, try again. You try to go to school. You run into a setback. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Some of you pastors, you listen to me. You telling me, pastor, what am I doing wrong? There is no magic to ministry growth. You've got to be willing to duke it out. You've got to be willing to go when nobody else wants to go. I was down on my knees. But I kept the faith. That's what Paul is saying to Timothy. I was broke as I could be. But I kept the faith. There were times I was lonely. 
And yet people say, oh, I love your smile. But behind the smile, I kept the faith. Ladies and gentlemen, there were times I was betrayed by best of friends. But I kept the faith. I kept the faith. When you're being talked about, keep the faith. When you're being lied upon, keep the faith. Even when you lose your job, keep the faith. Even when your business is down, keep the faith. Even when your loved ones don't understand, keep the faith. It is devastating when you're going through, but people around you can't even see it. But you've got to keep the faith. It is very frustrating when Job's wife say, no, you're a silly man. Curse God and die. And this is your own wife. Or this is your own husband talking like that. But you have to keep the faith. Remember David trying to worship God, trying to dance, trying to lift up holy hands and dance in his kingly robe. And the wife said, you look like a fool out there. So even when you are called a fool, you have to learn to keep the faith. People will say, oh, you go to church too much. Or oh, why are you always singing? Why are you always praying? You look like a religious fanatic. But I will submit to you, keep on keeping on. Keep the faith. And Paul said to young Timothy, not only do I fight a good fight, not only have I kept the faith, like Jesus Christ, he said, I finish. I finish my course. Jesus said, I finish. Paul said, I finish. There must be something about finishing. If you're going to start anything, be prepared to finish it. Notice Paul didn't say, I finished your course. He said, I finished my, my course. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? Everybody got a course. Everybody got a cross to bear. Jesus said, don't just come and eat crackers. Don't just come and drink juice. If any man will come after me. Deny yourself. But don't only deny yourself. Pick up the cross. He said, pick up your cross. Jesus bear his own cross. That's why he can say, I finish. Now he's waiting on you and me to pick up our cross and follow him. People who are successful in life, they're too busy carrying their own cross. They don't have time for foolishness. Some of the, the reports I'm hearing in the city, in the church, I'm asking myself, where do these people find time? 
where on earth there are only 24 hours in a day. When you are trying to finish your course, you, you're not nosy. You're not looking for what's wrong with somebody else. You don't see somebody who came in drunk. You don't see nobody, oh, look at his dress in the house of God. You don't have time for all those stuff. You don't go on the social media talking trash. You know why? Because you are busy carrying your own cross, trying to finish your cause so that you can be like Jesus who said, at the end of the day, I finished. You want to be like Apostle Paul who said, at the end of the day, I finished my course. Look at him in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was trying to finish his course. It was tough. He said, Daddy, can I get out of this? It was so tough. Daddy, can I quit? That's real talk. It was so tough. Daddy, I can't take it no more. Can I throw the towel? Finally, he said, not my will. In other words, get your will out of the way. Jesus said, not my way, not my pleasure. And you hear the, the proverb writer say, trust in the Lord. Don't lean. When you trust God with all your heart, you don't have time. Leaning on your own opinion, your own understanding. You know in your knowing, without God you can do nothing. The Bible says, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. So you better speak to yourself. You better look yourself in the mirror and say, self, we're not going to give up. I'm not going to give up on my career. I'm not going to give up on my children. I'm not going to give up on my family. I'm not going to give up on my pursuit. I'm not going to give up in this business that God has given me. Speak to yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, you see, if you speak to yourself, then a spirit of encouragement will come upon you. Have you ever seen your flesh trying to quit? And your spirit say no. Yes, it gets tough sometimes. Yes, it gets hard sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. Many times I want to throw the towel and walk out. Not just on my job, in ministry. You'll be amazed how many pastors have walked out of ministry. Even walked out of the family. But there's something on the inside that keep telling you, you can make it. You can make it. Keep trying. Give God the chance and he will help you through. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the message? I come to tell somebody, if Jesus finished, you will finish. Say amen to that. I say because Jesus made it, 
I'm going to make it. You're going to make it. I don't care what it takes. If it takes all day, all night, we're going to make it. It don't matter what the enemy is trying to do. I don't care if I don't have the money. I don't care if I don't have the support. I don't care if I don't have the help that I need. One with Jesus, you are more than enough. I'm going to ask every one of you to stand to your feet. I want to pray with somebody today. Before we take communion, maybe you can look over your own life. Maybe you like me. I share this with my own children. I say, it has not been a perfect journey. Many times I thought about walking away from all of you. That's straight talk. Sometimes I thought about walking away from business. Walking away from ministry. But I'm still standing. By the grace of God. That grace of God is available to somebody today. And maybe you know somebody that is trying to give up right now. My assignment today, never, never give up. And if you don't give up, God will not give up on you. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, pray with me. I'm right where you are, brother, Pastor. I know what you're talking about. Thank you for reminding me that Jesus did not give up. He finished. Thank you for letting me know Apostle Paul not only fought a good fight, he kept the faith and he finished his course. If you're that man, if you're that woman, will you humble yourself this morning and let God heal, find your way to the altar. Hallelujah. Somebody else is coming. I've been there. If you see me cry, there are tears of joy. I begin to see what God will do if you let him. I fought a good fight. It was tough on the body. It was tough on my emotions. I'm the youngest of my family. I had more gray hair than all my brothers. Just fighting. Even in my sleep, still fighting. But God, thank you for that song. Singing. God is able to do just what he said. I watch him heal my body. I watch him forgive me when I screw up. I watch him give me another chance. He's faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's gone off the field. Every promise to Lift your hands towards heaven. I want to pray with you. Our Father and our God, I thank you that you are our perfect example. 
You didn't say, here am I. I'm God. Good luck to you all. You became man. You lived. You touched my infirmity. You allowed us to know that you're a good God. Thank you for every burden you bear because of us. Thank you for every pain you suffered on account of us. Thank you that you did not give up. You didn't give up on God. You didn't give up on yourself. You did not give up on us. I lift up every one of my brothers, my sisters that I gathered before this altar. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, heal us right now. For every wound, for every disappointment, for every knockdown, every knockout. Father, I pray for revival in our soul. I pray, oh God, that you will heal our spirit. That you will heal us of our wounds. I pray, oh God, that you will heal our family. I pray, oh God, that you will heal every one of our children. Have your way in our lives. We ask that you forgive us of every wrong step. Creating us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within us. Thank you for not giving up on us. When we took the wrong step, thank you for still standing. Thank you for still loving us. Thank you for being a good example. Thank you that we can look up to you and try to live like you live. I pray for every business owner in this house. Lord, I pray for a, a spirit of refreshment. Anointed to refresh their business. I pray for every dreamer, every visionary. What God you've planted in their soul, in their spirit. I pray, oh God, that you will refresh the anointing. That you will make it come to pass. I'm lifting up some mothers in this house. I'm lifting up some fathers in this house. I'm lifting up some brothers and sisters who are believing God for breakthrough in their life. Lord, I pray that you will show up and show out. Touch us right now, oh God. Make that dream come to pass. Provide for that vision, oh God. Wherever you give a vision, you always make provision. And you may not come when we want it. But Lord, we thank you today. Knowing you are an on-time God. We believe you. You are able to do it. You are able to do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all that we can ask. All that we can think. According to the Holy Spirit that you deposited in us. Have your way in our lives. Lord, I'm believing you for miracles. In the life of your children, oh God. I'm believing you for understanding of what you are doing right now. I pray, oh God, that you will straighten out every crooked pathway. I pray, oh God, that you will show up and show out in our life. I thank you, oh God, for increase. Increase in our spiritual journey. Increase in our business, oh God. Increase in our ministry, oh God. Increase in our household, oh God. Have your way in our lives in our homes, in our marriage, in the community, oh God. We give you all the glory. 
all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Come on, open your mouth, shout amen. God is doing it right now. Give God the glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you for studying the word of God with me. Let's prepare our heart to receive the Holy Communion. Remember, never, never give up. The ministers are coming. The deacons are coming. Thank you, deaconesses, for preparing the table.